0: The Great Northern Way, Great Northern Way.
1: Every day
0: I listen to The Great Northern Way.
1: This will be a two part look into Vancouver's hottest in urban nightlife. Slow Jam Sundays, featuring DJ P. Love. This is part one. How y'all doing out there and listening land? You know what it is. If you on Ruckus or if you're on Spotify, this is The Great Northern Way. And it's your boy Kevo. And we appreciate you joining us for another episode of The Great Northern Way. And if you are listening on Ruckus Ave, uh, it's every Thursday, 2 p.m., Pacific Standard Time, wherever you at, we appreciate you listening. We know you got listening choices, so thank you for rocking with us. And uh, guys, it's just another beautiful day. Uh, it's summer here in uh, Vancouver, and yeah, yeah, we, we can't take these blue skies for granted, right?
0: No, yeah. a little bit of a haze going on, but it's still nice and blue out here. And Canadian
1: wildfires, man. <laughs> if if y'all suffering or experiencing any uh, displacement from that uh, wildfire going on in the north, Uh, well, the the northeast uh, part of Canada. We, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with you guys. Uh, Stay strong, Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, make sure you're wearing your N95. I know uh, some people don't like to wear masks, but you don't want to breathe that in, man. It was some some very bad stuff to breathe in. So anyway, uh, that's just keeping it real. Uh, But on a lighter note, we thankful for our little weather over here in this corner because, you know, it can get gloomy over here. So we thank y'all for joining us. and want to say if at any time you want to message us about what's going on or anything, you can find us on Instagram at the Great Northern Way POD. And then also Facebook. And that's Kevo, K-E-V-O, Cabell C-A-B-E-L-L. And then also Linktree, you can find us the Great Northern Way. Guys, this is season four. Uh, we, I mean, we just, we, we we're so overjoyed to be at it in, uh, what July 25th, July 25th. We will be celebrating our one year anniversary and that's all due to you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's all due to you guys subscribing. We appreciate you doing that. And that's $2.99 on Spotify. And, uh, you can do that. It's $2.99 per month. Sorry. On Spotify for the low, low price of a cheeseburger in the States, you can help a, con- a content creator. And uh, guys, we also got these clothing, as you can see, we out here laced. You know, if I move a little bit to my left, you can see the boy is jazzed up and ready to go. You know, we did a little collaboration with uh, um, a good, Crooks and Castles. So we got some hoodies for you to, uh, you know, we got some tees or whatever you need. Uh, and that's at on Facebook. And that's the Great Northern Way, S-H-O-P. So pick it up there uh yeah guys so i you know i'm just so <clears throat> happy today you know we we, we uh you know every since all right let me keep it 100. Every since i got here people always go like you know a couple of things it was like did you go to Gas Town? It's like no nah, i didn't go to gas i went to gas town it was lit and then people were like okay did you go to uh what is it the other red room okay yeah red room is you know spanish like latin like oh is it yes yeah, lit you know and then i've been getting so many suggestions and then People would go out of their way to tell me about Slow Jam Sundays as if it was church, and I'm like, "What is Slow Jam Sundays?" And it was like, I don't know, maybe because I was minority, it was like, "Oh, you gotta go." I was like, "Well, I gotta go," you know what I mean? But I couldn't find it. I couldn't figure it out. You know, I thought it was like an actual location. I thought it was a a place to actually, like, you know, like on Granville, you know, one five six eight, you know, Slow Jam Sunday way. I don't know. I, I didn't know what to expect, man, but. <laughs> Let me tell you, my guest today is responsible for one of the hottest, uh, him and his partners are responsible for one of the hottest movements, I would say urban movements in Vancouver, grown folks movements in Vancouver, and that's called SJS, better better known as Slow Jam Sundays, where you can get your grown folk on. And uh, my guest today uh, is none other than uh, a DJ, promoter, and family man uh, DJ P. Love. What's up? How you doing, homie? Good, man. Thank yeah, you for having yes. me. I appreciate this. Hey, no, I really appreciate you joining us. You know, you got your duties, man. You you handling it all. And and, and at the end of the day, make sure his J's was laced up. <laughs> you know, like, my man is just, he ain't leaving nothing to chance. He's like, <laughs> you know. Just you gotta, being me, man. Just you Just being me. And, me. Just hey, just I, being I appreciate <laughs> that, man. How was uh, your summer going? How is how's everything?
0: Oh, it's it ain't too bad you know um the weather's beautiful yo you got the one of the best views i i'd love to look at the screen more often but this view that you got is just captivating i haven't seen this out of the city in like a long time and it just it's nice to see how the city is growing you can see skyscrapers and all that but hopefully you can see what i'm going to see one day
1: yeah hey man appreciate that no because I, I had your uh, comrade your comrade uh, dj flip out on shout out to dj flip out uh, and the, the first thing he did when he sat down uh, Was saying, yeah, he'd been in East Van his whole life But he never seen a view and I, and I, you know, I can't argue with somebody Who said he'd been in East Van their whole life You know, uh, so and you That's know, very well saying put we yeah. all,
0: You know, you see, only see, like, the ground views Or if you go, to like, downtown Going to high rises You see, like, the outskirts But you never look towards the city You know what I'm saying And it just reminds me how, like, lucky I am How beautiful our city is
1: Yo, yeah. can you say that one more time for the people in the back? Cause I promise you it's some negative people who are pessimistic about Vancouver. Can you say that one more time, bro?
0: Vancouver is a very beautiful city. The people, the buildings, the landscape, yo. You got the beaches out here, and then you got the water, you got the mountains. 30 minutes apart, you can just go do whatever you want. You go up to the mountains, then you can go get tanning at the beaches, you know? Like how blessed is that, right? How blessed is that?
1: I promise you, DJP Love, I say the same thing to people and I feel like I'm like a broken record, but also people are like, oh well, you knew, so you know your, your pessimism is gonna set in. Just give it a couple of years. And I mean, look, <laughs> anything can happen, right? Anything can happen, right? I was just talking to my brother and he was talking about the Pacific Northwest and how uh he was talking about Portland and how it's uh seven to eight months out of years it's, it's gloomy and it's overcast. And I get it, I get it. You know, that was that was a big fear of mine as well. But, uh, man, I promise you, like, if I'm I so glad I didn't let that stop me, you know what I mean, coming here?
0: I think things are going to change due to, like, global warming, because I noticed our winter was a lot milder than usual, mm. right? So, you know, the shift in the world, we could have a lot more these days rather than the gloomy days, right? Every- and <laughs> I want everybody to stay where they're at, because I don't want any more <laughs> new people moving here, <laughs> all right? Because that's... That's going to drive up our uh, our prices of our rent and all yeah, that stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So. And traffic, you know. Yep. Yeah, we was Vancouver's most... a very expensive city, I'm telling you that right now. Yeah, and, <laughs> and
1: since we're talking to the people in the States, and we're talking about Van, and we're talking about everything that goes on here. Yeah. Uh, Man, we talked the other day, and uh, it was a good convo, man. And, and you know, your mix was tight. Your Thank mix you. was tight Thank over you. there at Um, But the craziest thing, man, I did not expect. You were born in America.
0: I was born in, yeah, I was born in Mansfield, Ohio, but that's about it, because um, moved out when I was like one back to Canada when my, my dad finished his medical training. Oh, okay. I grew up in like Winnipeg, one of the coldest cities in Canada, so.
1: That's crazy, know. man. Like, you know, I, that's, I mean, yeah, that's, I'm here and I'm a citizen of the U.S. and obviously I hope to become a citizen of Canada, but man, having that dual, how, how does it feel to have that in your pocket?
0: It's a good thing, just in case it don't work out. Here. <laughs> but no, but seriously, yeah. everything's been working out for me here. Um, I've got my family here, I've got my job, I've got my career going. Yeah. So I'm, I'm blessed out here in Vancouver.
1: Yeah, no, no doubt. It's, it's a blessing to be here. Uh, and uh, so I, I just wanted to say, man, you originally from, like you said, Winnipeg, born in Ohio, but from Winnipeg. Uh, when you uh, you said you were young when you were left when you left right were you, when you said you were young you left or was you a little bit older? Uh, I
0: was I was like one when I left the, the states. We moved to Winnipeg. Um, yeah, so Winnipeg. I finished high school there, mm-hmm. and then moved out back to Portland. Yeah, didn't like Portland that much because But but let, age, let's focus on that? the Winnipeg joint. Don't, don't move too fast okay, now. Okay, okay. Come okay, on, because that's okay. the prairie. What was life growing
1: <laughs> up like? For you in Winnipeg, or like, what do you remember?
0: What do I remember? I remember being cold, Um, wintertime. You know, you get frostbite under a minute if for skin for skin that's like um, exposed, and you get these warnings right in the morning, like on our our weather channels or even on on the news. They would say like, yo. bundle up because it's you get frostbite to to expose skin under one minute so wow
1: that's that's crazy let me tell you how
0: cold it was at the bus stops we have these bus shelters and in and if you if you spit on these bus shelters the spit would freeze no way. right off yeah it would freeze if you breathe in the air the cold air you you can feel like your nostrils free, um, and the hair is like frozen inside too as well. That's a-
1: how cold it was. And that's the whole winter.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean like <laughs> I know one time I was out running, uh, and you know I had I, I thought I was weather prepared. I had a tank top, but I had gloves on, like literal gloves on because it was cold. Yeah. And um, the, the strangest thing happened as I was coming back home. I was getting close to home. My my thumbs started getting cold, so I was just blowing on my whole fingers and everything was starting to warm up, but my thumbs kept getting cold. And so I didn't know what was going on. And then all of a sudden, uh, my thumbs started like, they kept getting colder, I couldn't warm them. And then they started to burn. And then so I, I ran into a Starbucks, I put my thumbs under the heat. And yeah. then the heat just made them burn even more. So for the whole time period of home, for you know, the next five minutes, yeah. dr- running back home, it was burning. And my I told somebody this, and it was like, yeah, you were experiencing the beginning, of frostbite, uh, and I was just like, "Yeah, I, that is. I've never been in any kind of. I mean, usually if the body's in pain, if it's not crazy, you can right. kind of soothe it. But yeah. I've never <laughs> been in a position where I couldn't soothe the the, the cold that was in my pain. And it, I mean, the, the pain that was in my thumbs, and it was like I got home and it was still burning for at least another ten, like another ten minutes. Like is the, that's you ever I hate that? your
0: story, man. <laughs> I get I get like, ugh, oh, when I hear like going through that kind of thing yeah I've gone through that thing yeah yeah, yep.
1: yeah. yeah man uh, I, <laughs> that, I've never felt pain like that and I've never been so helpless Yeah, to like there was nothing I could do Heat didn't matter it was it's an internal thing but yep. yeah I've never had that but now now I know now I had like mittens on but now I know to wear serious gloves or not to even do it man or whatever man <laughs> you know but anyway um so I talked to DJ EVM on a previous episode mm-hmm. and he said he was picked on for being a minority in Edmonton. You are Filipino, correct? Yes. Oh, yeah, Filipino. Yes. And uh, so, you know, that was in Edmonton. So my question for you is, what was it like growing up as a minority in Winnipeg? Was it the same? Um, or were you minority? I got to answer question first.
0: There, there was a large population of Filipino people in Winnipeg. Okay. But at the time, I think, like I'm first generation here. Okay. My, my parents immigrated back in the '70s, or sorry, '60s. So, my upbringing, I guess, school-wise, like, I went to pu- public school and private school. So my public school days are like elementary, and I didn't know I didn't know what minority was. I think all kids were just all kids, right? Because right. I had friends who were Italians, I had friends who were Portuguese, um, and then when I got to um, private school became predominantly Filipino like for junior high Right, all my friends were Filipino and I think the majority of my classmates I think we ran about I'd say 40% of us were all Filipino but then went to high school went to all boys school and um, that was I think that was a totally different experience for me um, growing up there uh, St. Paul's I found like, f- reflecting on it back there, I thought I was being taught how to be kind of white.
1: Uh...
0: Yeah. Okay. So, um, I don't know how to explain that, but yeah, because, you know, I didn't have much uh, Filipino friends. I think there was only, like, three other Filipino classmates that I that I had in the whole grade. Right. And so, you know, being a minority then... Um, I guess I can handle my own. I taught me how to run certain circles. You know, right, right. You got so, to talk differently and stuff like that or just act differently. But, you know, I didn't find, like, ourself, I, I was not totally me all the time.
1: Oh, I get you. So that was the, I was a whole another experience also being a boy school as well. Yeah, you know. and
0: just, I guess, you, you know, growing up at that time, you just want to fit in. Yeah, good right? point, good point. You don't want to, you don't want to go against the norm and then everybody seems to you like, oh, that, they don't want to get treated like an outcast, right? So, yeah, you kind of got to with the flow with everything,
1: so that but that wasn't until high school, where yeah. That was you high school. weren't around a lot of other Filipino, no, or a lot of other people that you, yeah, oh, okay, okay. So, yeah. I guess you didn't have that same experience because I guess this was Edmonton for him, right? And he was a uh, Latino, and uh, I don't know, is what he was saying is that people picked on him a lot, and, mm. but I guess it's a little bit different in Winnipeg, and yeah, I guess I never knew. Also, being new here, I didn't know that there was a huge Filipino. Is there a huge Filipino community? Oh yeah. Oh really? Here, okay. Oh yeah. Here okay. Too.
0: And I think just being Asian too, they think you know martial arts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they oh, want like, oh okay, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think me. he knows how to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm thing.
1: not messing. Okay. Hey, <laughs> right. hey, that's a good look. Oh, uh, you know,
0: I didn't think it, it worked because I, um, I think I one time these dudes are <laughs> stepped up to me, and I was like, oh shoot, there's like three of them you know what, I'm just gonna go, all right, let's just do this, let's go. And they just all backed out and just walked away. I was like, okay, I have no idea why they walked away, cause, but maybe they, they thought I knew, you know, <laughs> knew how to fight. But hey, all right. hey, you know. Which I do, but it's just, they didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, well, I
1: mean, the fact that you didn't run, I think they yep. might've been expecting you to run. I think yeah. that's the the biggest thing. Um, You know, for me, so I went to high school in Northern California and uh, Tracy, shout out to, uh, Tracy and and West High and uh, I had a lot of Filipino fans there it was a a huge Filipino community Um, and they had like huge big families um, like extended families like it was like the parents, the kids, the grandparents, uncles that sometimes are together. Was it kind of like that growing up for you in uh, uh, in Winnipeg or you know is that, uh, was that the same kind of experience? You know what, I,
0: we've in Filipino culture you don't, you don't uh, address another like older Filipino like that's a family friend of yours, mm-hmm. as like Mister or thing or first or go by first name we call them like Uncle or or Auntie you know okay tito okay or Tito or Tita okay and I think that it just shows how we how we respect our elders in that way
1: just, I like e- it
0: even though you know like say if there's uh, an elderly woman like Filipino woman we don't call you know we don't. Say, Miss, Mrs, or whatever, or go by the first name, you go by like Lola, you call him Grandma, still, right? Just as a sign
1: of respect. Oh, so, I get that. Yeah, I, I, see, I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah, no, uh, that, yeah, I said, like, my, yeah, my experience is just, it was just cool. Like, one of my, one of my good friends, Felipe, you saw it, uh, was a cool cat. Uh, yeah, I remember every time I went over his crib, you know, his parents was very welcoming. And yeah, it was like an extended family. It just felt like a big old house of love, man. It was cool. Um, yeah, and so and speaking of also uh, growing up there, what kind of music were you into uh, growing up in in Winnipeg? And if it was hip-hop, then how much was it available to you there
0: uh, uh, um, in Winnipeg? I think right then, um, I think my first introduction to music was probably like AM radio. Um, there wasn't a lot, there was not no urban music, man. It was all popular music that was growing up. Yeah. Um, But my experiences was through, I guess, mixtapes where people would travel, like friends would travel somewhere and they'd bring back, oh, you got to listen to this and stuff like that. And um, when when B-boying came out, like breakdancing came out and stuff like that, I remember my mom, like you watch that on TV because it started coming out. And Mm. then I saw, I go, mom, can you buy some of this music? So she went to Minneapolis for a conference and she brought me one of my first records back, and I can remember this. It was um, Renegades of Funk, Africa Bambada. Really? Yeah. I was like, okay. Shout out to
1: moms. Right? Shout out to moms. like, mom's <laughs> <was> bringing back <laughs> Africa Bam- Like, right? You thinking, got one of the coolest moms you, ever. Yeah, right. You, like,
0: Dope-ass cover, like a, g- a great song. And from then on, it, um, just the evolution of just music back then, say, like, um, the popularity of breakdancing they came out with compilations like how to breakdance or like on record You know how like step-by-step kind of instructions and they would have like a record with all the beats and all that stuff And you started just picking up all this stuff and I think that was my kind of my first introduction of, Into the hip-hop world really yeah
1: Nice man, yeah. shout out to mom, African Bombada. Right, yo, that's yeah. that's crazy. Um, and so, like, I saw I, I, this is a question I just wanted to ask too because sure. I talked to Flip about it. Was uh, we talked about we kind of reminisced about the box, it was like a uh, back in the thing, it was like a, a thing of urban music where you could go and kind of it was kind of predated YouTube in a sense, but it was more so on on demand. Um, so you had to pay for it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you ever. I'm just. I was just trying to see if you ever heard of that. First of all. Yeah. You I've, heard about it. Oh, I heard of that. And secondly, yeah. were you able because I know it was scarcely available. You, the, what I remember was that I was able to watch it late at night. But mm-hmm. uh, were you ever able to uh, access it or anything like that? No. Like, yeah. You know
0: what? I think. <laughs> I would. I would have. I would have. I would have watched it if I could. Because we. I don't think it was offered back in Winnipeg, but I heard about it. Like when I traveled, you know, with my family, on family trips, we would see that. Like, we um, yeah. saw the ads and stuff like that. Yeah. But I remember watching um, Friday Night Videos. I Like, one of the first introductions like I've seen to like- oh, Much Music? On, on, like, oh no, like, was it on NBC or something like that? It was like Friday Night, like, do you remember that? Uh, Friday Night Videos.
1: Y- y- it'd be, it'd like be like one, like one video.
0: Um, no, if this was like, it was like wait, a video wait. program, it, was, like, it, it would show all the, no, there's no host. They would just show videos. Like it was like, it was on Friday nights it, on a major network. Right. And <sighs> one of the remember. first things I kind of like, like made me fall in love with like the culture was, um, party train, the gap band. Cause I saw, in the, I remember seeing in video, I remember vividly like two, two, two kids were like up rocking in, uh, in, in, uh. The boxing ring, okay. And I have no idea what the concept was, but yeah, I was like, wow, this is awesome! So, you got I got my Betamax out, and I have I remember recording all these videos and Yo, all
1: that stuff. Old school VHS, old school when VHS. you had the, when, before yep. D, before TiVo, <laughs> before debo yeah, yeah, <laughs> before, right. before everything that's crazy, yeah, old school. Um, and and also, I was gonna ask, so you, you do have. Uh, so you, so wait. How long did you live in Winnipeg? I think you said to you was like I grew, 18, right? Yeah,
0: since um, 18. yeah. 18. Okay.
1: So my next question has to do with that. So you, you said you have dual citizenship, mm-hmm. and um, obviously you were influenced by hip hop. Your mom brought the African by, by the back yep. from her trip, um, and you know because you got that in your pocket. Wait, do you have siblings?
0: Yeah, I've got a younger brother.
1: Okay, quick question. Mm-hmm. Was was he also born in a? in Ohio, uh, the States as well? No, he
0: was born in Winnipeg. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Did he ever grow up with a little bit of jealousy? He's like, oh, no, ah, here come back. Here but, come dual citizen back.
0: it did come back full circle because he now lives in Portland. Oh. Yeah, so he's got it. He's American now.
1: Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. It all worked out. <laughs> yeah, see? It all worked out. You didn't get it? Now y'all, now y'all. Okay, I see. It. Yeah. But anyways, okay. But that was actually my question. So mm. did you ever, because you were influenced by uh, more urban music and, and, you know, I don't know. Winnipeg was a spot where you could get access to it. When you turned 18, I know you told me about what, what you did, but I'm just pre- predating that. Did you yourself ever think about just moving to the States since you already had it? You know what I mean? Just to kind of like, I
0: don't know, experience it. I think at that age, a big influence in, um, you know, you're fresh out of high school, right? What's the important things to you at that time is your homies, your friends right? Yes, yes, You've so got true. this freedom now. Okay. And your friends got this freedom. So let's just go on town. Let's just own this city. You know what I'm saying? So that's true.
1: That's a good point.
0: Right. And I didn't, I was very hesitant on leaving Winnipeg because my family wanted to like start a new life in Portland. My dad got a job offer there and it's like, oh, I don't want to go there. I was like, I want to stay. I want to stay, but I got bribed Alright, if you move, I'll buy you a set of turntables and a mixer. It's like Okay. <laughs> and then I go, Well, I don't well All right, we'll, we'll get you a car too. I was like, Okay fine. That's okay. Let's go. So okay. I got I got my I got my Cherokee out of it and I got Cherokee? my turntables and I got my mixer.
1: <laughs> Man, so you came out on top. Yeah. So you so you moved to Portland when you were I think you said eighteen or nineteen,
0: right? Yeah when when I was nineteen. Yes. But, but oh, go ahead i think the struggle was i didn't have i didn't have my homies anymore i didn't have a crew or anything like that when i got to portland you had to start fresh right there were i didn't have any cousins that were like my age or anything like so i felt lonely out there yeah so that's why i think i gave i gave it like a year okay and i was like all right well i think i knew i had i had friends out here in vancouver Portland and Vancouver are close. I'm still, I'll still be close to my family, so that's why I decided to migrate here and go to school here. Yeah, oh, back in, like, back in the nineties.
1: Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. So now I understand. So you actually left the folks yep. and did your own thing. Yeah, that's a big deal because you know, like I said, the, the Filipino family mostly is close knit. Yeah, and they did get you to chair. But I did
0: live with my uncle, my mom's brother, out here. Ah, <laughs> so, yeah, okay, we, we okay. Kept, so you went. I was still with my family. Okay, okay. Point. You didn't, you yeah. didn't, you didn't
1: venture too far. I got yeah. you. Um. And then so, you said you're in Portland though. That's when a friend that you had, had got you into DJing, right? Was it, Portland, no, it was in Portland. No, it's
0: actually in Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Okay. Yeah.
1: So tell me more about uh, how that came along. Uh, you, you know. Well,
0: my best friend, the ball, he, um, at the time, uh, he had, he just kept buying records. He got. He was the first guy I knew had like a turntable set up. So I would like sleep over at his place and just watch a mix and then when he's not in the mix so I just jump on and I do it just practice too so, okay and that's and that's how we that's how I, I think I got my career started you know that's how I became like all right I think I want to do this
1: so you did it and I asked um, I, I just had recently had a series of DJs uh you know shout out to all the DJs that I had on here and I was asking them how they got started and I think one of them said they actually had some training but did you actually have any formal training to DJ or it was just like in the basement with your homie in the you know what, I in mean? The, you know what?
0: it was from for me it was a lot of solo time okay just just trying to perfect just yeah it was just me um le- just learning by myself you know i get a few tips here and there but yeah at the end of the day it's it's you putting in the time and effort just you can it's doing it solo
1: nice okay yeah. okay okay um so um uh, and what was, and I, I guess I'm kind of jumping back and forth because I thought it was Portland where you DJ, but I'm jumping back to Portland, oh, and I guess you kind of already said it, but what, uh, what what was life like for you in Portland after coming from you know the prairies of Winnipeg? Did it, did it was it way more diverse? You said you didn't like it, but like was there any part of it that you were like, ah oh, yes, this is I'm, a breath of fresh air?
0: To to me, I think the Portland experience at that time in my life, I felt more like isolated. <clears throat> um, I would venture out into the city because we lived in the suburbs in Portland so I had, the reason why I would go venture out in the city was to go record shopping okay, <laughs> okay. and I think that would be like that was one of the highlights of I think me being there being there like yeah. a
1: better diverse musical selection and
0: exactly there's a lot there's yeah.
1: a, I mean I can't recall them but there is a musical influences alternative uh, which is big around that time exactly. obviously Seattle Kurt yep. Cobain yep. Uh, what's the other one Pearl Jam yeah Pearl Pearl Jam? Jam. yeah so and then I don't know how Portland fits into that uh, but you know I do know that Portland has a lot of, yeah, a, lot of a lot of alternative artists and whatnot. Portland's um,
0: known for being weird they yeah even, they, they even have bumper stickers saying you know keep portland weird i was like okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah no I, I actually wanted to actually go down there my brother was actually thinking about moving there um and i also as well i just uh um, i don't know it was just something about vancouver man i was just like i if i'm gonna come up this far you you know which i had never been past um, the california oregon border right. i was like i might as well just go and see what it's like you know um but yeah i haven't been uh have have been let down
0: i'm not i'm not i'm not dissing portland or anything like that or oregon itself Like yeah. it's a it's a great city to visit and but for me it wasn't my choice place to live like yeah i love going to portland and seeing my folks and exploring all around there wait um, they still live there oh yeah my parents live out there my brother lives out there they got oh. they're they're like half a mile apart.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, oh I this, didn't know that. The okay. Same, they're, they're in they the, the same. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's what's up. Um we thank you for listening to part 1. Please tune in to part 2. Jesus, the notorious just. Please us with your lyrical thesis.